This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. And welcome to episode number eight of Liberty Now. I'm your host, John Verd. Thank you for stopping by. This is the show for discerning minds and common sense. We seek the truth and can think for ourselves. I'll be here dropping truth bombs every Saturday at 10 p.m. and chatting with you about stuff that matters to you and me and everyone we know. We'll follow the stories behind the headlines, ask questions, and talk to people who are taking action. And today we're having a fun conversation talking about aquaponics with a good friend of mine, Jesse Stoddard. Jesse, welcome to the podcast. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for taking time to chat about this. It's not always fun news, um, you know, talking about the things I cover geopolitically. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Besides COVID, we're seeing some global political shifts around the world. But uh, there are solutions and things we can do to prepare for the, uh, for the coming storms that I see happening. And, and one of those things, regardless of what you think about what might be coming, aquaponics is an amazing solution for providing food and um, to use that overused term, you know, sustainability, but it, it's good for the environment. So Jesse, for people who aren't really familiar with the topic, what is aquaponics? Well, thanks for asking. I'm not the uh, the foremost aquaponics expert in the world. I'm just a regular guy who decided to get into it. But well, that's uh, kind of why I wanted to talk to you about that too. <laughs> because if somebody like you and me can do this on any scale, I think it encourages other people to get into it too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, essentially, what to, to boil it down to the most simplest terms, aquaponics is a new way of gardening or farming that involves the combination of, of two words. It's actually aquaculture and hydroponics together. So aquaculture uh -huh. is the raising of fish and hydroponics is obviously growing plants without the use of soil technically. So what they did was they put those two together to create uh, an even better system. Uh, and in fact, more natural ecosystem actually, because you're taking fish and combining it with the growing of plants, usually with either a media bed, media bed, media, a media could be anything from clay pebbles to, to gravel or even sand, typically not traditional soil, although there's something called a wicking bed that might involve that, but that's another story. But typically yeah. it's media or you're growing it in some sort of vertical tower where you're running water through the tower and, uh, and you're supplying nutrients through the water and the nutrients from the fish are the result of the fish poop. So basically right, right. The, the fish poop uh, breaks down uh, through uh, bacterial work uh, and one kind of bacteria uh, breaks down the ammonia that comes off of fish poop. It doesn't just come off of the of the excrement. It also comes off of their gills and it's and it's produced naturally ah, yeah. through, through their living process. So basically you have the ammonia uh, that comes off of the off of the fish 
and then a certain bacteria breaks it down into nitrites. And then another bacteria that's naturally occurring, both of them are, come uh, along and, and break the nitrites further down into nitrates. And everybody who's into gardening knows that nitrates are good for plants. And so the plant, it's essentially plant food. Fertilizer, right? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's the food and it's required for the, for the plants to, to live and thrive. And so in an aquaponic system, what you do is you let the fish do their thing and then their yeah. thing is transferred over to the plants and the plants get this wonderful uh, food supply that's natural. And then with sunlight and water, of course, they do their thing. And what's yeah. beautiful about it is the plants then clean, they filter the water and return right. it clean back to the fish. It's kind of like what's already happening in nature, like it, a, a mini ecosystem, right? It's just- It is, of... it is. And, and what's beautiful about, because it's happening in, in nature, it doesn't require any chemicals, doesn't require any pesticides. Uh, even with hydroponics, even though that is you know, a very popular system, you're still actually putting chemicals in the form of, of um, you know, uh, vitamins and nutrients. Right. Or, or you're, you're putting, uh, sorry, minerals. And you're putting, uh, basically, you're trying to create a synthetic plant food, so to speak. It's right. not necessarily, even right. if it comes from natural places, you're constantly having to put it in and it creates an imbalance. And every now and then you have to flush the system and get rid of the water. Well, that's a right. major waste of water. Whereas, right. whereas in aqua, aquaponics, you don't have to waste the water because the, the water is yeah. going back clean back to the fish. And, uh, and then the fish are doing their thing and, and sending that back to the plants. And so it's- Right, like so you're just reusing the, the same water over and over again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know the exact uh, math anymore, John, I'm a little, little vague on it, but I know that the, the vast majority of the water that you put into traditional mark, uh, gardening or farming is wasted in the soil and the, in the subsoil. So you right. pour, think about putting planting in your garden, which we do too, by the way, I'm not anti-garden, love garden. My, yeah, my yeah. wife runs the main garden. You pour water into onto the plant and, and a plant gets a little bit of it. And the majority goes into the soil, not used by the plant. So for every, uh, you know, whatever time you water your plants, probably a small fraction of it's actually getting to the plant. Right. And so there's a lot of waste. Now, that's no big deal if you live where I do, which is, you know, far enough north in the in the northern hemisphere where we get rain all year round. Right? <laughs> yeah, you get lots. Yeah, you do get a lot of rain yeah. there. However, if you live in a warmer climate or a drier climate, then water is a premium. And it's, yeah. it's, it can be more expensive than gold, right? If you're in a desert climate. Yeah. So a nice thing about aquaponics is it's actually the most efficient use of water for gardening. You use, now there is yeah. some waste because you've got evaporation and right. the expiration of the, of the water, you know, from the, the plants leaves. I mean, that's natural, but you don't right. have spillage. You don't have you know, drainage, you don't have, you don't have to flush the system out because you've right. got an imbalance of nutrients in the system uh, or, you, you know, a bunch of chemicals or pesticides that you've got to every now and then clean out. You don't have to do that. So that's the beauty of, I think, a, another advantage. I didn't know how excited I was about this until, until I know. you asked that question. <laughs> it's amazing. It, it is an amazing, amazing technology. Uh, you know, I mean, well, God made it already. It was, it was already there. We just sort of figured out how to harness it and, and use it on a, a micro scale, right? And yeah. the cool thing about this is, you know, you can do this in your backyard. So you're producing food locally or for your neighbors or in your neighborhood. So you've taken away the cost and pollution from transporting the food, right? So right. you've eliminated the, the middleman of petroleum used and um, the trucking and road use and all that. And it's fresher, much closer yeah. to the table from the farm. It's to about the table. your, you, you actually hit on a really important point there. Really what it's about is food purity and food yeah. security 
and food sovereignty. Yeah. The, 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 the words freedom nice. and sovereignty go along with it because you're creating your own source of food like any good gardener would, but you're, you're doing it at even higher productivity levels. The one thing that I didn't mention is that aquaponics produces way more way more of a harvest. It's a huge amount of output for the amount yeah, of input. I've read like you can produce per square acre or per square foot of aquaponics garden bed. You can produce three to five times the amount of traditional gardening. If you get into, you know, vertical growing, like you were talking about, you, you can have plants, vegetables growing up the walls, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, which which you cool. just can't do in traditional gardening. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, I think that in today's world, it's important to start to think about ways to be more self-sufficient. And yeah. even if you don't think that everything is going to hell in a handbasket, so to speak, it <laughs> yep. still is good for your soul and it's good for your family. And it's good for, you know, my kids get involved. My wife and I are involved together. It's something we can do together. That's fun and healthy. Um, and educational. It's almost like a science project for the kids. You know, if yeah, they wanted to, right? they, could, they could do a school assignment on it if they wanted to, right? It is uh, educational. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of benefits outside of just, you know, maybe economics, but there's a lot of factors. You know, some people make an argument that economically it's not as viable as traditional, a traditional farming on a large scale. And there's some truth to that. You know, modern farming has come a long way to produce massive crops, but there's a downside to that as well, right? Uh, yeah, let's let's yeah. talk a little bit about that. I guess at some point there's the um, economies of scale where things do improve and get more efficient, and then the curve starts to go down again at some point. But the idea behind, you know, aquaponics farming is, I think, more producing in quantities large enough to sustain local communities. It's not to sustain, you know, entire cities or parts of the nation, right? Because it can be localized. I don't think it needs to be scaled up as dramatically because you, you sort of lose some of the benefits anyway. If you're, if you're doing that kind of farming, then, then you're getting back into having to transport it, uh, you know, across the country and everything else. Right. And, right. Yeah. And the efficiencies that, that we have with uh, large scale farming, traditional farming come at a cost because you, now you have to deal with uh, well, it's a monoculture. So you're taking away, you know, all the diversity of plants, that, that could be out there, but also you're having to add in things we talked about that aren't good, like the pesticides and the fertilizers, chemicals. In right, the soil, right. Right. You're excellent points. You know, where I learned, I should reveal where I first learned about it and, and talking about, you know, why I got excited. There's a gentleman named Murray Hallam, and he's very famous in Australia and all over the world now. Uh, and he's the founder of uh, several different related businesses, but he has Murray Hallam's Practical Aquaponics, which is a, a fantastic uh, educational resource. He has courses. I went through one of his courses uh, oh, it, was, good. it was an extremely involved course. I spent about six months studying it. Um, I went through one of his eight or 10 week courses and then read some books and, and other materials that he provided, which really got my start. I also discovered other people that he had work, worked with, you know, related to them. There's some water farmers. There's, there's these other organizations. There's some um, consultants now. And so there's a whole world of aquaponics that has, that has really blossomed over the last 10 years. Now there's, yep. a, there's a residential and kind of a, you know, grassroots sort of backyard aquaponics. And then uh -huh. there's also a commercial side that's being developed. In fact, it's growing faster than we think. There's even in my area here in the Seattle area in Kent, Washington, there's actually an aquaponics commercial farm 
uh, indoors in a warehouse. So it, it's all oh, indoors. Fantastic. Yeah, and and now I will I will comment comment on this. The economics do play a role in the growth of of aquaponics. There are some restrictions, yeah. but I think the pros outweigh the cons. So yeah. the the pros are you can produce if you do want to eat fish, you can produce a healthy supply of fish. But the fish are not the main focus. It's the plants. The fish are the workers. The output of the fish is not going to be as good as you would in in some other uh, fish farming aquaculture because in aquaponics. We try to keep the fish happy. And so we try not to overstuff a tank with so many fish that they can't move, which you do sometimes see in in farming. And even if you don't plan on eating the fish, or maybe you don't have an edible fish, like you said, uh, you can even use goldfish, which are extremely hardy. And like we do, uh, and um, you can produce so much plants that you don't really care about eating them. They just, they're just the worker bees, so to speak. And you treat them well, you know. (laughs) That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Like if you're a honey farmer, you don't eat the bees. (laughs) But if you, uh, if you want to, if you want to, tilapia is very popular uh, and you can also do a variety of of perch. uh, If you're in, you know, like Australia or certain parts of of New Zealand there, Uh, if you're in our area way far North, it's a little tough without a heated greenhouse. Uh, but right. you can do that, those as well. Um, but even our nat- natively, we have we have different fish here that can work for edible fish. I'm currently going with goldfish because I wanted to keep my costs as low as I possibly could. So right. I have a little bit of a different method of, of doing it. But one thing I want to say about the commercial side, just briefly, is that um, where they're really making strides are any climates, they don't have as much rainfall. Because areas right. where there's not as much rainfall, traditional farming suffers. Well, I was talking about the efficiency of um, aquaponics. They're starting farms there and producing in a small farm, they're producing 10 times as much and they're able to feed an entire city. And they're experimenting right. with all over the place in Middle East, in Africa, uh, in a lot right. of places that, have, that don't have much rainfall, uh, but they have a lot of sun. And so they're, right. they're, they're seeing great results. If you're in farther northern or southern hemispheres like we are, you know, (laughs) then you're still seeing uh, good results, but there's other reasons to do it. The the biggest reason you talked about earlier is the location. If your food source is close, you have an advantage. People are doing uh, aquaponics on a small scale for their uh, local farmer's markets. Or they're doing right. it because they want to feed their neighborhood or they want to, they, they, they start a viable business, but they're providing a specific product that has a high market value and a high yield. So for example, herbs, sometimes right. it's herbs or sometimes it's a specific vegetable that doesn't grow as commonly at the, in whatever your local grocery store or market is. If there's right. something that isn't common there and you grow it in aquaponics, you can actually create a viable business, even in a neighborhood where you, it normally wouldn't. Because there's there's still right. a local chef at a nice restaurant. Once restaurants open up, you know, uh, there's yeah. there's local chefs that want high quality ingredients that are pure, and they want them right. fast and they want them fresh. Well, that's aquaponics can do that. So even on a small scale, you could do a, a home farm and produce some kind of a, a revenue for your family, uh, yeah. which is what I, we're planning on doing eventually here too. That is awesome. Yeah, and and so you've been able to cut down your grocery bill, right? Uh, <laughs> at the very least which, yeah. which which is awesome and you're doing something that's you know environmentally friendly and educational for the kids i guess there are some limitations as you said with uh, growing food this way like well, i'll tell you one um, that i won't do again is grow tomatoes in your aquaponic system just because of the size 
uh, unless that's all you want to grow. I mean, I, I started a small tomato plant and it pretty much took over the entire grow bed, which is about a, a couple square meters. And it just got so huge and it grew up to the roof of the greenhouse, but didn't leave me much room for anything else. It's Jack and uh, the Beanstalk here. Yeah, it was. Climbing that yeah. up to the cloud. But uh, you are uh, limited to, like you can't grow root vegetables very well in a sort of a gravelly uh, grow medium, right? They need more yeah. soil. They have something called a wicking bed though, which is oh, something yeah. that you can, that is an aquaponics uh, adaptation. Uh, where you run the water underneath and it wicks up into the soil for your root vegetables. So you actually oh. technically, you technically- Oh, you can do. Well, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. See, there's another innovation I didn't know about. That's yeah, yeah. really, yeah, that and makes it's sense. it's funny you say about tomatoes because uh, tomatoes are one of the most popular things to do in aquaponics, but the downside, like you said, is they, they sometimes they do too well. And you- Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I can have room for everything else. <laughs> yeah. If you're just tuning in, this is John Verd on Liberty Now On Air, a weekly broadcast slash podcast on 96.9 Plains FM. You can also subscribe to the podcast in iTunes at Liberty Now On Air. To get the links, files, and show notes on this episode, head over to libertynow.com. So we're having a conversation about aquaponics with a good friend of mine, Jesse Stoddard. And there are lots of reasons that you should start considering growing food this way. I'll list a few of the benefits just to recap. You can get fresh vegetables and fish from the same system. Plants can grow up to three times faster and are healthier, typically organic. You can grow them in a smaller space because it doesn't even use soil, including a parking lot. And it reduces damage from pests and disease. There's no weeding required. And with a greenhouse, you can grow your food year round. There's also no pesticides or chemical fertilizers, which is better for the environment. And much less water is used. In fact, up to 90% less water. And the whole system can be automated to run on solar power. You can grow food in your own yard or your own neighborhood, which means fresher food closer to home. And of course, less air pollution from transportation. So let's get back to the conversation with Jesse and continuing our discussion about aquaponics. This is a whole nother part of this project that I want to describe because it, it might interest people that are trying to do this on a budget. And uh, for people only listening to us, I'll try to narrate a little bit. Right. So I had a lot of things I wanted to think about. And one of them was, I was hoping, I have a, a school teacher friend and he started a garden club at uh, Centennial Middle School here in Snohomish, Washington. And um, the kids are getting involved in gardening and he wanted to learn, they wanted to try aquaponics there. And oh, yeah. after discussing it with him and then with some of my friends, all my friends were excited. Everybody was excited to do that, to do the basic aquaponics setup that I wanted, which is called the CHOP Mark II. CHOP stands for constant height, one pump. It's a Murray Hallam design, the, the guy I mentioned. Oh yeah, earlier. right, the and, chop and, and flip with yes, the um, exactly. IBC containers. You got it. IBC containers yep. and it only needs one pump and uh and it, and it's a beautiful system. So, uh I'll, I'll this is my 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 daughter and my dog. So, <laughs> these pictures <laughs> got thrown in there. So, here we are with with two of them back to back. So, I did two 10 by 12s that means I've got 10 by 24 total length and you can right. see my son back there waving and what we did is removed uh, some panels between the two to create a door. 
And right. uh, we ended up removing all of them, just having an open space. And here we are planting. And there it is completed uh, with his barn doors. And I have catchment systems now that that barrel in the front moved to the side. And I catch rainwater off of off of the little gutter and we funnel it into a little catchment. There you go. To preserve. Even the, re reclaiming yeah. water from the rain. That's great. I, I did a little extra work. I created like a little, you know, gravel foundation and put some, you know, rocks and whatnot to, to beef it up a little bit to keep it real yep. solid in the foundation and uh, in a walkway just to make it nice. This is a little overkill. Most people don't do all this. <laughs> and then inside, you can see I've, I took the IBCs and I cut them up, including the frames. And I and I you see there, there I'm laying out the frames uh, for the aquaponics system. And then I yep. leveled the floor and you can see we have starts going. And now here's a picture of what it looks like with with it. it's just simple cinder blocks. And, yep. uh, you know, some milled lumber. This was leftover lumber that my dad had milled, by the way, off of uh, driftwood. <laughs> so oh, it was really great. nice. They were actually two by eight, right? Um, nice. And so you can see that what, what it is, is it's three total uh, IBC tanks. There's two of them uh, represented here. I cut the, the frames in half and then I flip them. And the bottom one in the middle of the picture is called the sump or the sump tank. Right, where right. all the water will everything drain. drains into that. And then yeah. here's a picture of all of the IBCs cut up before I installed them, and I painted the outside. It's very important to paint them because you want to reduce the amount of algae because when sunlight goes through, sunlight plus water grows algae. We can cut down the algae yes. by painting them. And then here's just a nice shot of the backside of the greenhouse. I was proud of it that day. It was a lot of work. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, and then this is my son down inside the sump. And he would, he helped me with plumbing because he was the only one small enough to fix some things that I didn't <laughs> do right the first time. So I sent him down there in, in, inside it to fix the plumbing. And you can see as I put the plumbing together, uh, it, the, uh, each of the tanks drains into the sump and uh, there's a, what's called an auto siphon. An auto siphon is a fascinating thing. We, and we can talk more details later if you want. Basically okay. underneath it, I tested it with that pump. We later found a more efficient pump. And um, all of these pictures are just what it looks like down in the nitty gritty. And I really enjoyed it, actually. I enjoyed the process of doing plumbing. Unlike my house, this was fun. <laughs> yeah, and, a little more was, accessible. <laughs> now, one of the tanks, all you do is chop the top off and it becomes the fish tank for this particular right. system. So I have a whole IVC that was just used for the fish. It's 250. Right. Dollars. Well, you can put more yeah. fish in that way, too. Exactly. So that allows you to expand and, and add more uh, grow beds, right? Exactly. I could have up to a hundred fish in here, depending on the size of the fish. Wow. Yeah. So uh, the plumbing for this, you know, you, you run water in and it drains back through. The reason why that pipe is so long is because you want to gather water from the bottom. It comes up and it drains, drains back into the system. This is our catchment off the front of the house. And I, I use the rainwater to fill, fill up the system. So there it is. You can see now with the gravel in there and our first plants, here's what's really cool. My wife took plants that were not doing well in our garden. They were yeah. dying. And we actually used, we used the aquaponics to test it. So talk about, you know, starting behind the eight ball here, right? We started right. with bad plants. <laughs> yeah. And, and they actually nursed back to health and did quite well. So yeah, uh, it's, it's amazing when they get. And so um, part of the, the system is it's a flood and drain, right? Correct. It's a, it, it, so they're getting saturated the roots with with water but then it drains so they get oxygenated so they're not immersed in water the entire time right exactly and these these is little low wattage low voltage pump that that operates the entire thing you can see it right here it's only 24 watts it's less than a light bulb uh 3, right. liters per hour which is 800 gallons per hour and that powers the entire thing 
on That's less awesome. than a, than less than a light, light bulb. And you can see we planted here. There's lettuce in the far bed. We have tomatoes. We tried a little bit of everything. We had cabbage. We had um, um, all kinds of stuff in here, a variety of different things. What's that? Beans, beans. Uh, beans. Oh, yeah. Peppers. My wife is off camera telling me what it was. Cucumbers. Um, kale. Okay, so all of that was kale. in there. Yeah. We had an aerator for the, the fish, and then you can see us getting Oh, you're treating there. your fish better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't so give that, mine that, an aerator. <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of the, the overview. Um, and then I will show you this. I, my mother-in-law had me built another greenhouse. That's what that one is. <laughs> so oh. I had to build hers too. <laughs> nice. Um, so and, is she running one now? She, they're not. They're just doing traditional, but they like the greenhouse. Oh. So we'll get yeah, into yeah. the monitor later. There this you go. was only a couple weeks in. Uh, this is like two weeks. Wow. Look at all that. You're it's, if you can't see this, I'm looking at a, like a, what is it? Two square meter grow bed. That's just, you can't see the gravel anymore. The plants right. are just bursting out of it. Yeah. I built a cover for the fish tank just to keep things from falling in or from kids from falling in and yep. it, uh, it would be open there. Nice, nice finished job there. And yeah. you can see just, a, you know, three, four weeks in, things are exploding. Now, what you're looking at now is framing. I actually framed up the greenhouse inside. Um, as oh, so it's because of wind or? Yeah, I wanted it to be a little stronger for wind and snow. Yeah. And so yeah. so that, that was a huge deal. Anybody who's complained about having damage to these, all they needed to do is a basic frame. Oh, and there's my son hiding in there. It's easy to hide. <laughs> I can't, like can almost not see him. It is a jungle yeah. in there. That's, That's the awesome. lettuce. This is the lettuce a about a month in. Yeah, it was wow. massive, uh, pretty, pretty cool. And there's that. And after that, we'll move on to another trip. Um, we do have results. Here we go a little later, uh, maybe four or five, five weeks in. And it's explosive. Jeez. Just explosive. So from, from seedling to edible for the dinner table, about how long? Um, you know, for us, it was, it was, we started picking after four weeks, about a month. But by, by six, uh, six weeks in, that, that bowl was going straight to our table for, for salad. That's, that's salad. yeah. Tell, tell me what <laughs> other kind of gardening, you know, can, can you produce food that fast? Right. Well, now remember, why is that? It's because the, the plants are constantly getting what they want. They want sunlight, they right. want water, and they want nu nutrition. And they're getting all of them on a regular basis. The, 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 the grow beds, the water, and full nutrient-rich water. And, right. and healthy bacteria are there at present all the time. The water comes up, feeds the plant, but then drains so that it doesn't drown them because they need oxygen too, right? And right. so it's constantly, like you said, filling and draining, filling and draining. And there's no mechanical parts required for that, by the way. The auto siphon works on physics. It fills right. up certain air pressures created and it, and it creates a, a force that's like flushing a toilet and then it flushes it down and it goes up and it goes down. And so the plants are always getting everything they need. But uh, yeah, that's great. Fantastic. Well, Jesse, it's been really informative. Thank you for teaching us more about aquaponics. And it's nice to talk about solutions and things that enable us to be more independent. I love that idea of sovereignty. And that's why I think it's really appropriate for, you know, Liberty Now podcast to, to you know, share these kinds of things because it's all about, you know, our personal freedoms and, and liberties. Being able to produce our own food is, is one of those very important things. So thank you for that. Thank you, John. Um, Appreciate it. Well, thanks, Jesse. This has been John Verd, your host on Liberty Now On Air, Plains FM 96.9. You can also find out more at libertynow.com. 
and to catch up with the video and show notes. Uh, you can also find those at libertynow.com. Until next time, be good and keep asking questions. <music>